0: everybody, and welcome back to The Counselor's Couch. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, licensed professional counselor. You know, just starting out with some of my thoughts this week, one of the things that I truly enjoy most about this podcast is that it gives me an avenue to explore some of my own questions about life. I mean, truly it does. You know, when I take time to explore and prepare a script for each episode, it kind of gives me an opportunity to reflect on the answers to questions, well, that I've pondered and many questions my clients have asked me over the years. I love it. I absolutely love questions. You remember when we were in school when the teacher told you that there was no such thing as a stupid question? It's taken me years to come to the realization, well, that they were right. Questions are the only way that we find answers. It's the only way we learn and change and grow. So, if you want any of those outcomes, well, you better get used to asking some questions. But when does questioning become something else? When does it become an excuse to beat ourselves up mentally and emotionally? When does questioning become condemnation? Let's explore this question together. But before we get started, let me remind you again, nothing provided in this podcast implies a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It is solely for education and entertainment. Counseling can help you overcome challenges, enhance your relationships, and develop skills to lead the life that you want. If you're considering therapy, then please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. Now, if you're interested in seeking counseling in the Monroe, Louisiana area, or if you live anywhere in Louisiana, and you're interested in participating in teletherapy with state-approved professionals, then contact the providers at HealthPoint Center. Change starts here. Psychology and Counseling Services. HealthPoint is a collaboration of independent professionals, such as Williams Professional Counseling Services, who are dedicated to improving your quality of life and guiding you on a positive path toward change. That's HealthPoint Center, located at 1818 Avenue of America, Monroe, Louisiana. So call today to inquire about services, providers, or book an appointment at area code 318-998-2700. Well, it's that time again. So pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes, and grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started with the session. The activity or process of asking questions, or questioning. What's wrong with asking questions? Well, in my humble opinion, nothing. By nature, we are inquisitive. Just watch a small child as they ponder everything. How they inspect something when they're holding it for the first time, How they marvel at simple things that we as adults just take for granted. It's amazing. And yes, it can also be annoying as they grow older. Ask any parent and they'll tell you how annoying the why stage and the how come stage can be during the developmental years. But how else are they supposed to learn? How else are we all supposed to learn? It's not like we fall out of the womb with all the answers. So, we begin an adventure of questioning and learning From day one, does it ever stop? No. I often tell people just when you think you know everything, you realize you don't know squat. That's a fact, it's reality. When you think you know it all, you actually become unteachable and therefore limit your growth and your potential. So I encourage you to cultivate your curiosity and embrace the questioning process. So we've established that questions are meant to be asked well, they're also meant to be answered. Unfortunately, sometimes the answer may not be what we expected or what we even needed to hear. Regardless, it's still an answer, which may actually lead to another question and another and another. So buckle up because the process continues. I guess one thing we need to consider is who are you asking and who is answering the question? I mean, do you ask a plumber about electrical outlets in your home? Do you ask a barber for medical advice? Do you pose a personal question to the social media nation? Well, if you do, then that might explain a lot of things about your life. So, why would we do something like that? Why would we seek information from sources lacking in expertise and understanding? Yes, in the past, a barber may have been sought after for some form of medical care, but we quit bleeding people as a form of health care centuries ago because it didn't work. However, the trend of putting your business out on social media is often confused for transparency. It's not. It's TMI. Too much information. And an inappropriate amount of disclosure that we appear to have become all too comfortable with in our current society. But that's a topic for another time. So, what motivates this behavior? Some people claim they're sharing their questions and journey to help others find the way, to offer encouragement. Well, perhaps that's true. I mean, how many times have you been somewhere that somebody had the courage to ask the question that you were wanting to ask? You realized in that moment that you were not alone. Someone else has questions like me. However, there are times that people ask questions with a specific intention. They're looking for the answer they want. But is that really questioning? I mean, if you have already determined the answer, you're not really questioning. You're simply seeking confirmation. Why ask a question if you've already determined the answer? You know, a great tip for navigating relationships, never ask a question for which you already know the answer. I mean, why do it? We often set ourselves up for disappointment and frustration by testing somebody with a question. This then impacts our ability to address the actual issue Because, well, then we have to get over the fact that we didn't get the answer we were looking for in the first place. So if you know something, just state what you know and address the issue. Don't test the relationship. You may not like the answer, and then you still have to deal with the issues anyway. So back to the topic of questioning. The questions that I'm really curious about are the internal ones. You know, the ones we ask ourselves, the ones that we hold close to our chest so others can't see them. Questions that are grounded in fear of being judged by others. Those questions where we question self. Many people claim to be questioning self, but in reality, they're not questioning self at all. They're actually practicing condemnation of self. So let's unpack this for a little bit more clarification purposes. What I'm referring to are those comments like, I'm just questioning my self worth, or, This relationship has just caused me to question myself in so many areas. Or, I'm just questioning my value. Are you really? Is that really what you're doing? Maybe some people are actually exploring these questions. Unfortunately, a majority of people are not questioning it at all. It's a statement grounded in a complete falsehood of immense proportion. I guess the clinical term I prefer is bullshit. To question something means you're seeking, asking questions with the purpose of seeking information. If you're truly questioning self, worth, and value, then you would be seeking an answer to that question. But you're not. You're simply looking for confirmation of a pre-existing belief or a doubt that you have about yourself as a result of a failed relationship or some other outcome. I mean, if you're truly seeking something, then you're going to find it. If I lost the remote control and I question where I left it, then wouldn't I be actively seeking or searching for a remote control? Flipping cushions, looking under the couch, I know it's there and I'm going to find it. Even if I can't locate my remote, then I will actively seek out a universal remote, well, so I can flip the channels. My point is, I won't stop until I find it or fix it. I mean, if I'm questioning where to find the best steak in town, then I'm going out searching restaurants, ordering a steak, and tasting them to find my answer. In seeking, you will find. And that's really what questioning something is all about. I'm eating a lot of steak. Some are good, some not so good, some bad, and some that are great. But my focus is on the steak. That's my point. When you're truly questioning, you are actively engaged in something to find an answer. So, if I'm truly questioning my value, then wouldn't I be looking at the things I have a value to offer? Wouldn't I be exploring the things I consider to be of worth? Well, of course I would. If I'm not, then perhaps it's because I'm not really questioning it at all. Many people confuse the questioning process with condemnation. You're not really questioning, you're sitting on a pity pot feeling sorry for yourself and asking someone to confirm your already concluded belief. Or you're wanting somebody else to do the work for you. Condemnation is actually an expression of disapproval. It's a punishment. It's a sentence. It can lead to a statement of belief about yourself. It tells us that we are wrong and unworthy and that we have no value. Now, does this sound like a question to you? Not at all. The condemnation only leads to feeling ashamed, rejected, confused, depleted, alone. And trapped. So, if it leads to this, where's the questioning? This is not a search, it's a predetermined destination. You're not really asking a question about your self-worth. You've already determined you have none. The reason this is so important, and I truly believe when you look for something, you will find it. It's how the brain works. Remember our previous episode on gratitude and the blue dot experiment? how the brain will search out what we direct it towards. That's episode seven, Gratitude and Seeing Blue Dots. If we ask the question, am I good enough? Well, then answer it. Yes, I am good enough, as evidenced by blank. I am creative. I am loving. I am kind. I am intelligent. I am appreciated. And I am loved. Was I experiencing this in that relationship, that job, or that situation? Maybe not. But the facts remain. I am all of that and more. Unfortunately, when we leave the question unanswered, the brain will likely fill it in with a response grounded in our hurt regarding the situation. Am I good enough becomes I'm not good. An unhealthy, irrational belief about self leading to self-condemnation. So rather than question, it becomes a pick ourselves apart party where we pull out a laundry list of doubts, fears, past hurts, pain, and trauma, which becomes the struggle with the truth versus our truth of self. Now, it's no secret that I love the writing of Gary John Bishop. He takes a, a philosophical nature on things, on the nature of existence and life, that I find very insightful. I was listening to his weekly podcast a few weeks ago, and I love what he said about us as humans. You're a freaking miracle of being, man. I agree. We are miracles and marvels of creation. It's truly unfortunate that we don't act like it. People seem so scared to embrace this simple concept, and I'm not sure why. Perhaps we think we're going to turn into some self-centered narcissist. I don't believe that's true. Embracing the concept that you are worthy and a miracle of being would also mean that you would see others in the same manner. If I'm a miracle of being, then so are you. So don't you think that would change the way I interact with you and others? In Christianity, Jesus commanded us to love our God, and then he instructed us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Love my neighbor as I love myself. You know, it amazes me how people interpret this by saying it's important to love my neighbor first before loving ourselves. I think that's probably why the world is in the way that it is today. We have focused so much on seeking approval from others that we have forgotten about loving ourselves and loving our higher power. We got the instructions confused. What many people don't realize is that it's impossible to give to someone else something you will not even give to yourself. It leads to resentments. You mean I have to be nice to you? I'm not even nice to me. So what the hell is that about? Learning to love ourselves and see the worth or value we have makes navigating relationships with others so much easier. I mean, think about it. When I'm hurt by someone else's behavior, I'm now free to forgive because I know and understand that the way people treat me is a reflection of them and not a reflection of me. I'm now free from questioning self. I'm free to examine behavior. On both sides, theirs and mine. Our interactions or relationship may not have worked out, but it's not an indicator of my worth or value as a person. It's likely it had to do more with relationship skills, maturity levels, interests, or even preferences. I may still experience the feeling as a rejection, but it's not an evaluation of self. Imagine if I could view it as I was not that person's preference. I mean, some people prefer vanilla ice cream over chocolate. That's all right. It doesn't mean that the chocolate ice cream is lacking value or that it's bad. It's just not their preference. I mean, vanilla can be kind of bland, especially when there are so many other flavors, but I don't fault a person for liking vanilla. It's just not my preference. And it's ice cream. It's like when I explain to people that I realize I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's shot of whiskey. Now, this is not a subtle way of devaluing myself. It's just an acknowledgement that I'm not everyone's preference, and that's all right. So how do we know the difference between truly questioning and condemnation? Well, I personally think the best way of telling the difference is examining the fruit of the outcome. Are you actually answering the question you're asking in a fair and just manner? As challenging as it sounds, we have to detach from the emotion. Take a step back. The emotion is oftentimes connected to the pain experienced in our past. Usually it can be traced back to sometime in our first 20 years of life. That will be a future episode, so just stay tuned. It's often the child within that's crying out and demanding some form of retribution for the hurt. Unfortunately, children don't often make the best decisions. So the retribution is focused on self. You can actually hear the child within criticize you for trusting again, for screwing it up, for not being good enough. It's an emotional temper tantrum, and it's not the truth. If you're a parent, then you can likely relate to this example. When a child gets upset that they're not getting their way and they storm out of the room, screaming at the top of their lungs, I hate you. Yes, it hurts. But do they truly mean it? No, they don't. They're angry. And they're hurt because they didn't get the outcome they desired. If you stand your ground and remain the adult in the room, you will be all right. It's likely they'll be crawling back in your lap tomorrow, telling you how much they love you. No, they're not bipolar, they're children. Well, that same struggle goes on within. When we're hurt, we turn to questioning the situation into some type of emotional temper tantrum and attack. When we take a moment to detach and have a conversation with ourself, we allow the logical adult self to speak to the child within. The child needs something. It doesn't need something from others. It needs something from you. It's your responsibility to nurture and love the child within, even when they have an emotional meltdown. It doesn't help to have an argument with the child in Lashback, hurling criticisms and comments of how they ruined your life I mean, come on, somebody has to be the adult. Let me let you in on a little secret about adulthood. You already won the argument, so there really is no need to lash back. There's only a need to be clear, firm, and direct. To remain focused on the truth and grounded in love and the fact that you are a miracle of being. True self-questioning or reflection can actually help us improve self-awareness. The areas of criticism voiced by our child within can actually be a guide to identify the issues that we need to flush out in our lives. Maybe these issues are at the core of why I'm struggling with the outcome in the first place. However, we must embrace them as a guide and not just accept them as fact. Trusting someone in a relationship doesn't make you stupid. It makes you someone seeking a healthy, trusting relationship. What's wrong with that? Clearing away the muck that attaches our decisions to self-worth can actually free you up to explore and self-examine what motivates my decision-making, or why I pick the people I pick. I often joke around with people from my past about how I had a tendency to date the same girl over and over again. She was tall once, she was short once, she was blonde, she was a redhead. I mean, you get my point. They were different, but they were the same. Why? Why? Because I was picking them over and over again. It wasn't until I stopped and self examined what I used as a decision making matrix in relationships that things could change. Unfortunately, we can't do that until we're done self condemning and truly seek answers to our questions. Condemnation traps you in a place and enables you to remain a victim to circumstances or to the outcome. However, By truly exploring your value and worth, learning to love yourself, you can take your power back, own your life, and be free to navigate relationships the way you want. Well, it seems we've reached the end of our session today. Again, I want to tell you how grateful I am that you choose to spend this time with me. Now, as we move forward this week, I encourage you to examine the fruit of your questioning. Are you truly seeking an answer to the questions you're asking? If you're questioning your value, are you taking an inventory of your assets or are you doing a rundown of your failures and shortcomings? Are you giving yourself the grace you give others? Are you caring for the child within and nurturing them by focusing on what they need? I realize this isn't an easy task, and sometimes we operate on automatic pilot when it comes to our thought processes and conflict resolution skills. However, self awareness creates choice and opportunity to do something different. Imagine if we took all the energy and resources that we've been spending on this so-called questioning of self and directed it toward making changes in our life and loving ourselves for who we are. I am good enough, just as I am. This declaration doesn't mean I'll stop growing or changing or learning. It's just the opposite. By accepting myself as I am, and loving myself as I am, I will treat myself in a loving manner by growing, changing, and learning. You know, today I want to leave you with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to the night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I believe this quote applies to our interactions with others and our interactions within. Remember, folks, you're not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Don't forget to watch for new episodes. Please subscribe and follow me. And take a moment to leave a review. These things really do matter more than you know, and they allow us to improve or adjust the show as needed. So just let me know what you think. If you have any questions, and you know I love questions or comments about this podcast, well, then you can email them directly to calvin at calvincwilliamslpc.com, or you can reach me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. You can even check out my website at www.calvincwilliamslpc.com. Or if you'd like to schedule a therapy session with me, then contact us at HealthPoint Center, area code 318-998-2700. I really do always look forward to hearing from listeners, so please feel free to submit topics of interest, comments, and those questions. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, folks, there's always room for you on the counselor's couch.